Thank you so much. May the Lord bless us. I surely enjoyed the music today. How about you? It's been really blessing. Every every song and every part of this service so far. Um, I want to invite you to um, pray and think about a theme as we approach our Thanksgiving season here in our country. Uh, but all the time should be Thanksgiving. But I do want to uh, ask God to help me as I embrace a, a series and two or three sermons together these Sundays before we embrace the Christmas season. And I've entitled that uh, Thanksgiving Stones. Uh, in the Old Testament particularly we find evidence of where stones were memorials or markers that God's people used when they uh, uh, experienced God's deliverance in some ways. Uh, they look back at how God had helped them. We find that in the Jordan River, you remember with Joshua. Uh, we find that with Mispah, uh, there uh, with Samuel, and, and so many places that we go that we can find that. So what I hope and pray God would help us to do is to take our lives, and I know we have so much to be thankful for. We have sung that, and I believe you believe that in your heart. But Thanksgiving uh, is, is certainly a blessing, and we think about the election coming up in our nation, and we've heard politicians on both sides say what we need and you know this is happens or this doesn't happen well I am convinced that the greatest thing we need is to be thankful we need to be thankful to God for his great many blessings of deliverance you know when you think about the falling away of people from God we find it's very clear in Romans 1 that the reason they did were they just weren't thankful they worship the creature more than the creator and none of us want to do that, and I know we don't, but, but the devil will trick us, and he will deceive us. He lies to us a lot, so I pray that God would help us just be full of thanksgiving, and we think about this theme of thanksgiving stones. Now today what I want to deal with in particular, one of those thanksgiving stones is called the stone of salvation. And, and here we see that the very stone of God's grace in our lives how we need to thank him for saving us by his grace. He didn't have to do that, but he did it because he loves us and he also has a purpose in our life to rejoice in him and to be witnesses of him in our lives. Uh, I want you to turn with me to Psalm 95, and I'm going to use that. This, this psalm is sort of a coronation psalm in that it's a crowning song of praising God and thanking him and there's 11 verses, and I'm going to read all of them. I don't know if I'll get to all of them as far as the expounding, but I do have a couple, three points I trust the Lord has put on my heart that we can use, and I believe these, these scriptures say that. Would you stand with me as we read Psalm 95 and thanking God and blessing Him and praising Him together this morning here at this church? O come, let us sing unto the Lord. Let us make a joyful noise to the rock of our salvation. Let us come before his presence with thanksgiving and make a joyful noise unto him with psalms. For the Lord is a great God and a great King above all gods. In his hand are the deep places of the earth. The strength of the hills is his also. The sea is his and he made it and his hands formed the dry land. O come, let us worship and bow down. Let us kneel before the Lord our Maker. For He is our God. And we are the people of His pasture. And the sheep 
of his hand. Today, if you will hear his voice. Harden not your heart as in the provocation, as in the day of temptation in the wilderness. When your fathers tempted me, proved me, and saw my work. Forty years long was I grieved with this generation and said, It is a people that do err in their heart, and they have not known my ways. Unto whom I swear in my wrath that they should not enter into my rest. May the Lord ask, add his blessings to his precious word. Would you please be seated? Now, I know you probably know this. It's like the third person. It's God talking in the psalm. And, and what a blessing it is for God to invite us to worship him anyway. What a great blessing. You know, you know it's a blessing that, that sometimes I think we, we think God ought to treat us special. But, but we have no right for that at all. We, we need to th- treat God special. Because God has done all for us. And what a blessing that God has saved us by his grace. So when I think about salvational stones or the stone of salvation, I want to kind of make three points if God would help me. One is, I want us to see this is a strong stone. The strong stone. That is what a stone is emblematic of, a a strength, a rock. Here the psalmist says, the Lord is the rock of my salvation. See, God doesn't move. God is durable. Uh, Psalm 961 says, O Lord, lead me unto the rock that is higher than I. What a blessing we have to have with God to know that, that we can rejoice as a, be thankful that he has such, is such a strong God. And notice he, he alludes to the creator God. How many times have we been perplexed or frustrated or downtrodden in our life and you just walk outside somewhere Maybe in the night and you look at the stars and the moon. Doesn't that strengthen you? Or in the daytime you you look out and you see the beautiful sunrise or the blue skies of God in the trees. And this time of the year we see the foliage changing and we see the beauty. Todd, thank you for sending that picture the other day of the tree and, and the sun shining behind the tree. Brother Todd sent out some of those, and it's just a blessing to notice God every day. It is strengthening, I tell you. You know, you hear people say, well, I need to go to the ocean, get an ocean fix or the mountain to a mountain fix. Well, then it's nothing more than, than acknowledging God because you see something that is bigger than you are, Okay. And you see the strength of God in that way. And and we see this strength and we bow down to him. And it's hard to mesh up enthusiasm and reverence. I know it is, but but it has to be. Because it should just be flat exciting that we have a God that is so strong and able to do all things. I'm going to tell you, what a blessing. If there's something going on in your life, If there's some person that you would like to do different or you think you're hopeless in that situation or something going on in your life, I'm going to tell you what. I'm going to point you to God. Genesis 18 says nothing is too hard for God. And I want you to believe that and be thankful that you serve a God like that because God's not going to say something he doesn't mean. He's not. And so what happens if it's God's will, whatever that is in your life that you feel is impossible or that you'll never attain, if it's, God's will in his, if it's God's will for you in his life, it's going to be, my friends. And you need to settle that. And you need to believe that. Because God does not like unbelief. One of the things that I think we miss, 
I know that I do. In, in our prayer life, in our worship with God, is, is understanding that we have to have faith to be thankful. You cannot be thankful if you're not going to believe God. You can't. And God is a warning for us here in this provocation. That's what that word means, that you make God angry, that you displease God when people just don't believe him and understand he's the God and the rock of salvation. God is that. Psalms 121, you know that verse. You probably got it written down in your heart or in your room somewhere. He says, I look into the hills from which cometh my help. My help cometh from God who made the heaven and the earth. (laughs) Isn't that a comforting thought? That God made all this out of nothing and that we can rejoice in him, that we breathe his air, that he's given us life. I'm going to tell you, there's not a person in this room or anywhere that needs to have any kind of pity party at all. God has blessed us so much. Man, we ought to just be so thankful that he is our God. He is our God, and we can rejoice in him and share that great blessings with him in that way in our lives. Look at Deuteronomy 32, verse 1 through 4, just for a second. Here we get a part of Moses' song. This This Psalm 95 is about singing. That's how we get joy in our heart and we rejoice in God. And we thank him for his salvation. And he says that in Moses' song and their deliverance. Moses said, I'm going to stop. I'm going to pile up some stones. I'm going to say, God, thank you for what you have done for us. Have we done that lately? May God help us to do it and to be serious about thanking God for his great and strong strength. He says in verse 1 of Moses' song, Deuteronomy 32, Give ear, O heavens, and I will speak, and hear, O earth, the words of my mouth. My doctrine shall drop as the rain, my speech shall distill as the dew, as the small rain upon the tender herb, and as the showers upon the grass. Behold, I will publish the name of the Lord. Now here he is, he's worshiping God, Ascribe ye the greatness unto our God. Notice how he starts it off. He is the rock. He is the rock. That's how Moses starts his description of God. God is the rock. Jesus, you're talking about salvation? He is the cornerstone. Acts 4 says there's no other name under heaven or earth whereby a man or a woman either might be saved. Jesus is that way, the truth and the life. He is that rock, a cornerstone. That's what makes everything else is based upon the cornerstone. It's what holds everything else together, okay? That's what salvation is. Salvation is because Jesus died on the cross for us, that he is God, that he rose again. And all those things that we think can't happen, that God has put in our heart and we yearn and we cry over, are the stones of God's grace in our life of of his salvation. When Jesus was buried in the tomb and the disciples and those that followed him were wondering how it could be, and they sealed it with a stone. And when they got there on resurrection morning, the stone was rolled away. 
I'm going to tell you the things we just don't understand that we can't get to. God is bigger than that. I'm going to tell you when we see God in reference and we get strength from him, you think about it, the closer you get to a mountain, the bigger it gets. And I'm going to tell you the closer we get to God, the bigger he gets. I have told you before, maybe recently, I can't remember, but I'm going to say this. I have seen those mountain trails or roads that had signs on them that said runaway truck routes. And what that means, as you know, is when those 18-wheelers can't stop, they just run right up the mountain. And God is that strong. He is a strength. And what a blessing that is for us. You know, Proverbs 30, verse 26 says this says the conies are a feeble folk, but they make their homes in the rocks. A cony is like a little rabbit, okay? And those rabbits live in rocks. Why do they live in rocks? They can't build a castle. They can't build a dwelling place to protect them from the lion and the wolf and the predators. What do they do? They use what they got. They go into those holes. They go into the rock. And when we really see ourselves as the way we are, we are feeble folk. We need God, my friends, and we have Jesus. He is the rock. Isaiah 32 says he's a rock. He's a shadow of a rock in a weary land. He's a covert from the tempest, a hiding place from the storm, and a river of water in a dry place. Now, that is the God I'm pointing to you and me today. That is the God that we need to be thankful for because I want you to see his strength. And just like those little conies, they just use what they had. And we have Jesus. He is our refuge. The psalmist says he is the rock, the rock of my salvation. May the Lord bless us to see that and rejoice in that all the time and blessing to know that. In our way. He's the cornerstone. Jesus is that cornerstone. He is the rock. So I want you to see him as the strong stone, but I want you to see something else with me. When I think about a Thanksgiving stone, I want, you to, I want you to think about a stepping stone. You know what a stepping stone is? A stepping stone is what makes a path, I guess, visible where there's no path. In other words, if you want people to walk a certain way and you're around your property or your house, maybe around your pool or whatever, you might have stones, stepping stones. Well, God has stepping stones, okay? And we need to be thankful for those in our lives. The stepping stones that God gives us comes in the form often of problems, of pain of trials and tribulation. You know why we need to be thankful even more and we are when we realize God has blessed us and he's blessed us in the midst of our troubles and our pains. So what we ask God to do is not to take away our problems. I hope you don't. They are the greatest blessings your life will have. Jesus says, if you're going to be my disciple, you deny yourself, take up your cross, and follow me. That cross that you and I take up are nothing more than or less than our stepping stones. It's how we walk with God. And that's what grows our faith, okay? 
our stepping stones. And, and we see the psalmist uh, acknowledging that. For he is our God and we are the people of his pasture and the sheep of his hand. In other words, we see the analogy here or the metaphor of a shepherd and, and the sheep. Well, what does that mean? That means that God is, is providing a place away for them in that way. His people, his sheep, uh, in his pasture, in those stepping stones is, is how God blesses us to see this and bless that. I want you to look at a scripture with me quickly in Exodus chapter 17. Would you turn there and let's look at this. We think about these Thanksgiving stones. In Exodus 17, we see another portion of scripture of the Israelites. And we see in Exodus 15, they come out of the promised land. And they get to the point, they get bitter war and they can't, they can't drink it. You know what God did? He gave them a tree to cut down in it and make it sweet. Uh, and, then, and then in Exodus 16, we see, them, we see them starving to death and God gives them manna. So, so here in verse 17 or chapter 17, notice with me. Now we're talking about thanksgiving stones and we're talking about stepping stones. Now here's a people that's following God and God puts them in a place that is a hard way to deal with because they're going to end up with something they need desperately. They can't make, but only God can. So look at verse 1 of Exodus 17. The Bible says, And all the congregation of the children of Israel journeyed from the wilderness of sin after their journeys according to the commandment of the Lord and pitched in Rephidim. And there was no water for the people to drink. What I want you to notice there is God told them to go to Rephidim. God knew there would be no water there. That loss in your life, that problem that God has put in your life, that thing that you are kicking and screaming about, God sent that to you. You hear me? It come from God. So one thing about a saving God, a sovereign God, is that God, everything comes through God. Now you might not like it, I might not understand it, but, but it's there. And don't think that God has not uh, uh, been awake about all the things that's going on in your life. So he knows what they need. So what God has given us stepping stones for is he wants us to get to the point that we're weaned off this world. Are you weaned off the world? God will wean you, okay? And so he says, I want you to depend on me. Not on anything else, yourself especially, okay? So he gets them to Rephidim. And wherefore, in verse 2, the people did chide with Moses and said, Give us water that we may drink. And Moses said unto them, Why chide ye with me? Wherefore do ye tempt the Lord? And the people thirsted there for water. And the people murmured against Moses and said, Wherefore is this that thou hast brought us up out of Egypt to kill us and our children and our cattle with thirst? And Moses cried unto the Lord, saying, What shall I do unto this people? They be almost ready to stone me. And the Lord said unto Moses, Go on before the people, and take with thee of the elders of Israel, and thy rod, wherewith thou smotest the river, take in thine hand, and go. 
Behold, I will stand before thee there upon the rock in Horeb, and thou shalt smite the rock, and there shall come water out of it, that the people may drink. And Moses did so in the sight of the elders of Israel. So that's the smiting of the rock. That is Jesus dying on the cross. This is the same reference that 1 Corinthians 10 makes when God says they were all under the same cloud. They were all under the same. He's talking about Israel. But he's talking about spiritual Israel as well. And he said they were there and, and they, they came and they were, they were provided and that rock followed them and that rock was Christ. Christ is yours and you are his and he has given you stepping stones. And you walk on those stones and you follow God in those ways. See, use those stepping stones. See, they couldn't make water. Man can't make water. Only God can. God has given us something that we can't make. That's the stepping stone. He's showing us that he is God. And we're to praise him and reference him. He can take, our, he can take not only make the water into wine, he can take the wine or the addiction or the lust or the sin or the laziness and he can make that into Water. God can make something out of things that we struggle with for his glory and his honor. The thing is, do not, do not be ashamed of what God has given you. Promote God as the stepping stones of your life, okay? Your failures, your trouble are stepping stones. That's what God is telling us. They get to Rephidim, they have no water, and God says, I'm going to tell you. I'm going to deal with it, but I'm going to deal with it with smitten. That's how God provides all these through smiting Christ. By his stripes, we are healed. That's when we're going to get what we really need that nobody else can give us. Jesus died for you on the cross. What I want you to be reminded of, why we need to be thankful to God so much. These people, God didn't give them water when they said, all right, we're going to believe in God. We're going to quit sinning. No, he did it anyway. You know why he did it? You know why God provides you everything you need in the stepping stone of your heart? Not because you're so good and I'm so good, but because Jesus died on the cross. And it's a covenant that he has with Abraham. And then in Hebrews, he teaches us that, that great shepherd of the sheep, that he's given us that spirit of God. And when that water comes out, that's just like the Holy Spirit. And what a blessing it is that we all have the same spirit. Romans 8, 9 says, well, we have not the spirit of God, we're none of his. But with God's spirit, we are able. Yes, God is able. It's the stone of salvation. The devil might have been trying to trick him, but Jesus can turn stones into bread. Jesus can take that hurt in your life and mine. And he can make it the very sustenance and the strength of our life. Now here's the deal. Are we going to follow the bait of bondage? Or are we going to follow the stepping stones of Jesus in life? You know, I remember when I was growing up, we had a lot of wild hogs on the field to get the peanuts and corn. And my daddy would build traps, hog traps. And you know, we'd set those hog traps, we'd take some corn, 
and we just make a little trail of corn, you know, and we kind of put it out in the field, and then we'd put some right in the trap, right up through the trap door, and we'd put a big pile right in the trap, right in the center of it. Those old hogs, you know, they don't ever look up. You know, we don't have them around here much, but I remember growing up, everybody had some. You know, hog looks down while they're eating. They don't ever, they don't think anything. Uh, sometimes that's how we do. You know, we don't thank God. But those hogs are fall of that corn because they, were, they didn't realize they were from the bait of bondage. We need to stay with God's stones of stepping stones of our life. And when they got in there, that trap door fell. They didn't have much of a future then. We need to be so thankful for God. So we see the strong stone. We see a God that doesn't change, who is serious about his law, that he's so serious he wrote it in stone, the tables of stone. And he has written it on our heart, the new covenant. And then we have God giving us these stepping stones in our life. You know, David picked up a smooth stone and killed a giant. But he had some stepping stones to get there when he had a bear and a lion. These problems you and I deal with, they're preparing us. They are. They're just stepping stones to glorify God and to know the cause that God has given us in this life. And thirdly, let me say this quickly, there's this sustaining stone that God is a God that not only creates a God of strength and a God that gives us a way to go in that times of affliction, how God chastens those that he loves. And then now we see that God also sustains. He, he gives us that in this psalm, doesn't he? How we should thank him that he provides a pasture of sustenance, provision, the shepherd of God. You know, this past week, a couple afternoons, I was planting some rye grass and rye in my pastures for my cows. They did not know what I was doing. They didn't understand it. They thought I was coming to feed them or something, I reckon. But see, what I'm doing is preparing something for them for later on. You got that? Now, the pastures that my cows in they don't, have, they don't own those pastures. The pastures that God has given us, we don't own them. We don't own anything, okay? Now, there's some boundaries. In my case, they're called fences, okay? God's fences is called his word, his prophetic vision. God has given us a word. Now, we get out of those, the word of God. It doesn't matter what you think you know or what your friends say or what your lustful flesh desires. When you get out of God's boundaries, God is not obligated to pay to provide for it. But you in those pastures, God right now is doing things in your life that you don't know and I don't know what he's doing. But I promise you, my friends, he's providing for you. He is a sustaining God, not only a creator God, he is a sustaining God. Now, I wanted to uh, mention this as we close. God himself, through the psalmist, is saying, look, don't, uh, don't neglect 
believing me, trusting me, following me. No, no matter what happens in your life, you hang on to God, okay? You trust him, you believe him, because, because Jesus says if you build your life upon my word, when all the storms come, and they do, and the winds blow, and they will, he says your house will stand. Why? Because it's built on a rock. You will have times in your life where sin will rise up. See, we're not in heaven yet. Don't let the devil think that, that make you think you're not a child of God just because you think sinful thought. Listen, this old heart of flesh is desperately wicked. Who can know it? But the apostle Paul had a thankful tone of a stone when he said in Romans 7, 25, when he was struggling with things he ought to do that he didn't do and things he knew he shouldn't do that he did do, he says, who? He says, oh, wretched man that I am first, who shall deliver me from the body of this death? I thank God for Jesus Christ, my Savior. You know, uh, God has given us clearly how we ought to live our lives. And because he saved us, He's enabled us to do it, okay? And so the psalmist here said, look, he says, God says, don't do like they did. The, the, the Israelites neglected God, and God has blinded Israel. May God help us to see just because we're prosperous that don't think we don't need him, and we don't need to bless him and be thankful every day for his great many blessings in our life, especially of his salvation, of his strength, of his giving us an opportunity, ever how it hurts to live and ever how insufficient we seem to be, that God has given us these stepping stones to shape and mold us and to bring us to more Christ-likeness in our life and to prove when we look back that God does sustain us. And we will say like David, he says, I, I once were young and now I'm old, but says I've yet to see the people of God bragging bread. In other words, he's saying he's yet to see God is not providing. You know, we need to be like we all just come out of recovery. I had a person the other day call me and said, they're in recovery and say, look, could you call Walmarts and tell them to bring me some yogurt and focus factor and something to put on my hair and those kind of things? I said, look, you know, we're just how we are as a nation. I mean, we're not focused on what we need. We want something we want. And when we don't get it, we're going to blame God and everybody else. But I'm going to tell you, God is about to humble us. I believe he's about to humble America. I believe we need to humble ourselves before God, the rock of our salvation. And we need to understand that Jesus was smitten on the cross and that because of that, everything we have need of, he has promised it, covenanted to provide. That's what Jesus says in Philippians 4. I will supply all your needs. Trust God. Bless him. 
You know, we know we ought to do things that God's called us to do. Be thankful. I don't know the medical term, but I remember when I was growing up, there was, I'd hear people talking about heart problems. They'd say, I've got hardening of the arteries. You ever heard of that? Hardening of the arteries. Well, there's a, probably a different call now for it, but, but I think about it like this. A lot of us have a hardening of the arteries, you know. We want to, you know, we can't soften our hearts, but we can harden them, okay. And we need to be able to say, God, you know, I, I did Google the other day what the remedy for hardening of the arteries is, and it says change of lifestyle. Eat more healthy food. That's what God's about. He is a God of salvation. Let's thank him that he's given us every problem, every power, every performance that we need. We can rest. We don't have to work for our salvation. Jesus has paid it all. But we can come to him and praise him and thank him, can't we? May the Lord bless us. Brother Kai, you want to sing a song or have one song? We're going to tell you this time you have an opportunity to rejoice in God's salvation. While we're singing this song, if you want to come up to the front of this church and have a prayer, not necessarily to join, you might want to just say thank you, God, just privately. We'll have a prayer together if you want to. Whatever stone you need to uncover, leave no stone uncovered. God has taken you, your iniquities away. You don't want to sin anymore. God has changed that. May God give you strength to Promote that in your life by your testimony of loving Jesus. Also, if you want to be a member of this church, if you want to serve God here at this local place, you can have that opportunity as we open the doors of the church for membership also while we sing this hymn together. Brother Kyle, what is it?